When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Want to Hear Something Weird, a weird podcast about weird stuff. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Laura. Laura, uh, you have something weird to show me today? Not show me, because that would make for a bad podcast, but to tell me about, I believe. Tell only, no show. Yes. Tom, do you want to hear something weird? I would love to hear something weird. And the name of the show is Wanna, not Would You? Did you say would you? <laughs> I forget. <laughs> Regardless. I have the memory of a goldfish. Um, is that what tonight's subject is? The mm. the woman with the memory of a goldfish. That would just, yeah, it would be all about There me. is somebody like that that has like a 20 second long memory or something. I think that's like what they base Memento on. Right. Yeah. Seems like a... Is it a horrible existence? Or is I guess it a great existence? You, I guess you forget, like you don't know. So you're just always living in the moment. Yeah, you're so always uh, everything's getting reset. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> no. Today we're talking about reincarnation. Ooh, being incarnated again. Indeed, for the for uh, at least the second time. Reincarnation is the belief that a soul can be reborn into a new body mm-hmm. after death. Mm-hmm. Some people dismiss it as superstition. Others swear by its existence. Yeah. Well, and like there, there are religions that believe in it. Absolutely. Uh, some people think it happens to everyone. Some people think it only happens to some people, right? Some people think sometimes you can come back as an animal. Mm. Yeah. But I, I assume that's but not today what you're going to be talking, talking about. <laughs> a, today a, we're a little boy who barked. And said he used to be a dog. No, in fact, we're going to talk about a little boy who was a Hollywood big shot. Whoa. Reincarnation stories often emerge in children mm-hmm. under the age of about five or six. Yeah. And that's the case with this today, uh, this story today, this four-year-old boy named Ryan. Okay. It's present day or roughly, you know, last 10, 15 years. Okay. Ryan, who is from Oklahoma... Mm-hmm. likes to direct movies when he's out playing with friends, mm-hmm. shouting action, normal kid stuff. Mm-hmm. But then it starts to essentially take over his life. Okay. The stories that he's telling about he's, his He's just life. kind of like in it all the time. He's very... That's all he talks about. It's something that comes up a lot mm-hmm. where he just kind of... It's it to the point where it's goes beyond just sort of kid being, you know, with a great imagination, yeah. it's maybe there's something like to a, it. Uh, at, at the very least, some kind of uh, fixation or obsession. Yes. So he makes comments mm-hmm. both at home and at school. And I'm going to run through a list of some of the things that he describes Okay. And remember them for later. Okay. And he and also remember he's four years old, right? Yes, he's four okay. years old. He 
said he was from Hollywood and pleaded with his mom to take him there that so, so he could see his other family. Okay. And apparently this was a pretty common thing. Like this right. came up a lot. I want to go back to see you know, my old home, my old right. family. And most people uh, run away from their families to go to Hollywood, not run to them. So yeah. Right. Already <laughs> unusual. <laughs> he said he used to work at an agency where people changed their names. Okay. That, that sounds like a Hollywood agency to me. A talent agency. Indeed. Mm-hmm. He said he had, performed on stage in New York at, at a certain point in his life. Oh, all right. He he went into a cafe that he said reminded him of Paris. <laughs> a place I mean, that's just four-year-olds say stuff like that all the time. Ah, this cafe reminds me of Paris. <laughs> Which is a place he had never been as a four-year-old yeah. and he he claimed that he went there on a big boat and saw the Eiffel Tower. Okay. He knew how to use chopsticks without being taught. Oh, yeah. That's kind of unusual for a four-year-old in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. He said he had a big house with a swimming pool that was located on a street whose name had the word rock in it. Okay. He owned a green car that he didn't like other people driving. Oh, okay. He used to go to the yeah, beach. I think, I think most people don't like other people driving their cars. Yeah. They'll allow it sometimes, sure. So but you don't like when I drive your car? No, I, I don't mind if you drive my car. I'm always like very um, uh, unsure about what the insurance situation is mm. there when somebody else is driving your car. Yeah, it can be a little murky. Yeah. I feel like it's fine if that person's not a... Like, because you can have a secondary driver, but I think that's only if like the person is driving your car frequently. Mm. I don't know, but we live in the same household and we do. Yeah. Maybe I should, you haven't been hearing all the noises uh, coming from the attic. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) We just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening. Want to hear something weird as a new podcast. And we're trying to get the word out about the show and reach listeners who like good stories about weird stuff. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love if you could subscribe and take a moment to give us a rating on Apple podcasts or Spotify. Five-star ratings really help to surface our show to new listeners. And if you really want to help the podcast, writing up a little review with that rating uh, goes a, a very long way. That would be amazing. Thank you. We're also super excited to hear from our listeners. You can tweet at us at wantahearpod or follow us on Instagram at wantahearpod. But really, we'd love any feedback, comments, or suggestions you want to email our way. We're at wantahearpod at gmail.com. If you want to email an audio note, we just might play your voice on an upcoming episode. So he had a green car. He also liked to go to the beach a lot. Mm -hmm. He was sunburned a lot in the life that he remembered. Oh, okay. Which I think is something... Yeah, you would remember that. I mean, it's yeah. pretty vivid physical feeling of being sunburned. I I have very vivid memories of when I was a kid. It's pretty young, I think like seven or eight, and I got like sun poisoning, Oof. and I had blisters on my shoulder. Yikes. And uh, my friend AJ, who you know, of course, uh, uh, slapped me on the back like the Monday at school. And uh, I think he still remembers that too because of the reaction. He's brought it up. So, And you 
have yet to forgive him for that. Yeah. So I think if I was reincarnated, uh, I'd probably still remember that. <laughs> I'm sure he'd love to hear that. <laughs> he had three adopted sons who... To be clear, he didn't know when he slapped me on the Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's innocent. He's innocent. It was it was just like very, you know, it was like, hey, pal, how you doing? And like, he was like trying something new. <laughs> and it, was, <laughs> it just happened to be the exact wrong time to be doing it. And it was like, one, like I remember putting on a t-shirt that morning and being like, oh, like this t-shirt hurts yeah. so much. So yeah, Oof, that is not I think good. he popped one. I Oof. think he popped the oh, big blister. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Ryan, going back to what he's, remembering from his past life he said that he had three adopted sons okay. that he had given his name all right and but he didn't know his name ryan did not know his okay. name yes and he said that he died when his heart exploded mm. so his mom and meanwhile he is begging and pleading to go back to Hollywood all through mm. this. And his mom described it as said he, he talked about it in such detail that it just did not seem like a child making it up. And he just was sort of relentless about it. Right. Would not let up. It wasn't just him, you know, being a silly kid. He, mm. she really, you know, took it seriously. So she wants to do some research about old Hollywood. Mm. They go to the library to check out some books and she brings a book home that included information about a movie from 1932 called Night After Night. Okay. I'm not, I'm not familiar with it, but this book had pictures of, you know, from the set. Oh, okay. So like still film stills right. behind the scenes. And so Ryan and his mom are flipping through it. And Ryan says, that's George. We did a picture together. And mama, that guy's me. I found me, you know, a guy standing right oh, next wow. to him. Oh, wow, okay. That's George. He owes me 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so mom's pretty shook at this point. Right, yeah. Yeah, if your kids go, oh, that's me. It's some, uh, I'll, well, I'll let, I'll let you continue. Does it explain what uh, what that what the guy looked like that he said, that's me? Well, he looked like a classic Hollywood. Oh, like an agent or something? Well, like he, a, he had a fedora. He uh, just, you know, yeah. that, that gangster film. It was a gangster film. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And so George, you know, the, the guy that he recognized, not mm -hmm. as himself, but just as someone like he the knew. The guy that owed him 20 bucks, yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you're spreading misinformation. <laughs> slandering my, George. My, take me to Hollywood. George <laughs> owes me money. <laughs> Um, George, it turns out, was George Raft. He was a, apparently a pretty well-known actor uh, mm -hmm. and dancer who specialized in gangster films in, okay. in the uh, 30s and 40s. Mm -hmm. But she couldn't, there was no record of who the, the person, the, the person Ryan said yeah. was himself. She All she knew is that he was an extra in the film and that you know his name was not in the movie credits. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't easy to figure out who he was. Yeah. So she's concerned and wants to try to figure out what's going on with her son and mm. wants to get help. And she writes a letter to the Division of Perceptual Studies at the University of Virginia School of Medicine. It is in the Psychiatry and Neuro 
behavioral department. Okay. They study, you know, basically based in, you can tell by the name, you know, perceptual studies, studying things like reincarnation, past like lives. Extra perceptual studies? Indeed. Yes. Yeah. Or like near-death experiences, mm. that kind of stuff. I think I was telling you recently about, uh, it's kind of unrelated, but a uh, study I heard about where they uh, tried to see if people could tell people were looking mm-hmm. at them when their backs were turned. And like uh, the study showed greater than chance people knew. And even when they like put people in a room on a closed circuit camera and just had somebody watch the TV, more times than not, they could tell. Um, they should be doing more of this kind of stuff at school. I agree. I would have gone back for my graduate degree if that was the kind of course uh, courses being offered. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was reading about this DOPS, the Division mm. of Perceptual Studies, thinking, gosh, that sounds fascinating. What an interesting <laughs> thing to study. Yeah. So his mom's note made its way to Dr. Jim B. Tucker, who is the director of DOPS. Mm-hmm. He is actively working on with kids who are talking about having these past Past life experiences Mm -hmm. and Ryan was far from being the only kid. Dr. Tucker wrote a book and he's spoken to thousands of kids who have had past life experiences Mm -hmm. or memories. A month before Dr. Tucker received her letter, Mm -hmm. he had been contacted by a producer for the TV show, the unexplained. Mm -hmm which is the show hosted by William Shatner that right. kind of talks a lot about sort of strange, paranormal, yeah, yeah. unexplained, yeah, kinda, I, I, as it is in the name, unexplained phenomena. Yeah, it kind of runs the gamut of uh, weird stuff. Yes. And they wanted to document his reincarnation research. He's a pretty, you know, respected person in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, William and, Shatner, right, of course. <laughs> he was Captain Kirk. And so Dr. Tucker told the producers about Ryan, you know, and they flew out to meet with Ryan in Oklahoma. And what they wanted to do first and foremost was try to identify who the extra in the movie was that Ryan identified as himself. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. That's going to make it easier to verify everything else. Exactly. And so they hire a film archivist Mm. to take a look and the, they were able to determine that it was the name of the extra was a man named Marty Martin. Marty Martin. That guy's so nice they named him twice. So who was Marty Martin? That's what everybody in Hollywood wants to know. Well, good news. I have I have the answers. Great. Marty Martin was born Morris Kalinsky. Oh, so he was customer number one at the old name changing agency. <laughs> Indeed. Um, He was born in Philadelphia in 1903 Mm. and was born to a pretty lower or middle class family, Mm. certainly not a wealthy family. He had two sisters and when he was in his 20s, he and one of his sisters went to New York City to pursue uh, careers as dancers. So he was a tap dancer on Broadway. He later moved to Los Angeles where he changed his name to Marty Martin and wanted to try to make it as an actor in the movies. Can I ask you an unrelated question? Yes. If when we met, I told you my name was Tommy Thomas, would you have uh, seen me again? 
I would have Googled you. <laughs> and tried to find out if you had a little boy claiming to be you in a past life. <laughs> or, or if I had been Tommy to Thomason. No, just Tommy Thomas. Marty Martin, Tommy Thomas. <laughs> I would have a lot of questions. Yeah. Be like, no, that's my name. I didn't go to one of those name changing agencies. I'll I'd tell you that much. Do, I probably would have had to run a background check on you. Yeah. You didn't already? No, but you know what? I should. <laughs> shouldn't I? <laughs> Too late now. So Marty Martin tries to make it as an actor in Hollywood, but it really never takes off. And he, yeah. to the point where Long he kind of gets frustrated and decides to transition into being a talent agent. Right, being on the other side of the lens. So he opens an agency named the Marty Martin Agency. And it was pretty successful and to the point where he, he became quite wealthy uh, later in his life. Mm-hmm. He was married quite a number of times, but he only had one daughter of his own, one biological daughter right. with his last wife. And he had five stepchildren, including three boys that he adopted when he married for the last time and they took his name. Oh, okay. So he didn't really have a family. Do you know how many times he got married or, or four or five? Four or five. Jeez. Uh, so it sounds like he didn't really settle down until the last match. Right. Yeah. Right. So Dr. Tucker arranged a visit, you know, along with the producers of, of the unexplained mm. to, um, so that Ryan and his mom can go to Hollywood oh, nice! and they, you know, see the sites and also meet with Marty Martin's daughter, mm. the one biological daughter. Oh, right. She mm. was eight years old when Marty passed away in 1964 mm. of a brain hemorrhage. Ah, not a heart explosion. Right. Mm. Ryan, when they met was pretty confused about why she was grown up. <laughs> It was a pretty. Who's this broad? How come she's all grown up? <laughs> it seemed as though it was a pretty emotionally taxing meeting to the point where they didn't meet multiple times with her, uh, with Ryan and her. But mm. Dr. Tucker did work with her separately to help verify a lot of the claims that Ryan right. made about Marty. Yeah, that's got it. I can't even imagine, especially having like lost your dad at an early age. Uh, having some producer call you up and be like, hi, I work on uh, William Shatner's show. There's a four-year-old out there saying he's your dad. Uh, we'd like to fly him out to Hollywood and uh, have you yeah. sit. I, I think that'd probably be a pretty firm uh, pass for me. Well, it seems as though she is quite open to it. Yeah. She works with I Dr. Would be Tucker. Open, I think if like somebody email, eh. <laughs> I don't know. I, just I, emailed you out of the blue. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying that out loud, and now I'm thinking I'd be even less likely to respond to somebody that way. But I don't know. I wouldn't want to be on a TV show the first time. Right. I'm, I don't. I'm not sure that she was on the show. Maybe okay. she was. I don't know. But Doctor Tucker and worked with her, you know, to go through a lot of these claims that Ryan was making. Yeah. And here are some of the things that we've learned about Marty Martin and his life. Mm. He owned a large house with an outdoor swimming pool on Roxbury Street. Oh, if you remember okay. yeah. Ryan said Street with, rocks. Street with Rocks. Wow, married five times and he still was able to buy a big house. Yeah. <laughs> apparently <laughs> he must have done well for himself. Apparently he and his last wife really were 
that well, that's really when he was the wealthiest. At oh, the, end, the, toward, wife, the wife was wealthy? No, or? but I mean, oh, I, that's the end he, of his life, that he yeah, was the most okay. successful in terms of financial right. you know, success. Marty traveled frequently, and mm. on four occasions, he sailed to Europe to visit his sister, who lived in Paris. Wow. So, Ryan said yeah, he'd been to Paris, right and Marty again. had been mm. multiple times. Marty acted as an extra in movies before becoming a talent agent. Mm-hmm. And Ryan uh, had claimed that Marty went to the beach a lot, was a big sunbather, and... Marty Martin was a huge fan of going to the beach. He liked to watch surfers and mm. loved to sunbathe. <laughs> loved to get apparently it was a, horrifically burned. Yes. And apparently uh, he was a bit of a ladies man. Well, married five can, times. If you can, if you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. He had a favorite Chinese restaurant, mm. which helps explain the chopsticks. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm. Well, and like in the 30s, Chinese right. food uh, was, I, I Harder imagine, to come by than it is. Yeah, and, and probably way more prevalent in California yes. because of the number of Chinese immigrants than it was anywhere else. Yeah, and he and Marty owned a green car that he didn't let anyone else drive. Wow. So there were a lot of these facts that did line up. In total, there were about 50 Mm -hmm. statements that Ryan had made that Dr. Tucker was able to verify as being true. Okay, and like pretty pretty impressive considering it seems like there was not any kind of record of, of a lot of these facts anywhere. It was the daughter was probably the only person on earth alive that still knew a lot of these things. Exactly. So yeah, there wasn't really any way that Ryan could have just stumbled upon this as a four year old, you know? Mm -hmm. So the big one that he did not get correct was the, the manner of death. Right. Marty Martin had leukemia and he, um, he actually ended up dying of a brain hemorrhage. Mm -hmm. So Ryan had said he had, died when his heart exploded yeah but this guy it's it's gotta be tough to keep track of what you're dying from as you're dying from it though (laughs) i would imagine that's probably not yeah top of mind um like oh this is gonna come up later i'm gonna have (laughs) right let me remember specifically what was hurting as (laughs) i died so, I mean, it's pretty incredible the amount of things that Ryan got right. And just the fact that, it, you know, Marty Martin's sort of a, a unique person, unique mm-hmm. life that he'd had and yeah. unique life that he lived. And the fact that, you know, he was able to get, you know, he danced on Broadway and had a big house with a pool and traveled the world on boats, um, was a talent agent, all these things. And, and the fact that Ryan was able to recall all of these yeah. things. Eh, I will say, though, uh, Ryan was uh, pretending to direct movies, and it sounds like he uh, Marty wasn't a director. Yeah, that's Sounds fair. like he was around directors, but yeah. he wasn't the one calling action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. A lot of people in Hollywood, they want to direct. Maybe that was Marty's uh, dream. Yeah. He was hoping to get into it. He loved film sets. Yeah. So what happens when we die mm-hmm. it's a good question so that is something of course that they've talked to ryan about and he claim he describes it as being an awesome light that mm-hmm. one should go towards right and that everyone comes back in a new body to live again mm-hmm. 
Ryan said that he recalled. <laughs> I'm just thinking that he's like, oh, and they like wipe your memory, but uh, the machine was down that day. So <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have to go through that part. Ryan said, yeah, I mean, that is an interesting line of thinking. Like why, How why does some he people remember that, and not others? Well, and also like as presumably somebody explained this to him, you know, in the in-between lives, like, hey, so here's how everything works. You won't remember this, but we'll tell you anyway. Yeah. Ryan said he recalled being in his mom's womb. Okay. And asked why she had wanted him to be a girl. Okay. And it's true that she very much wanted to have a girl. Mm, so you like somehow picked up on that. Ryan added that he had seen her cry for a long time when she learned that he was going to be a boy. Yikes. And this is like a, a direct quote from Ryan. This doctor guy did a test and told you I was a boy. You got mad and said he was wrong. You just knew that I was going to be a girl. Mommy, it was daddy's birthday. You went to a restaurant afterward to eat and you cried for a very long time. And his mother recalled this, regretted her behavior on the occasion and was so embarrassed that she couldn't really talk about it, but she mm -hmm. could not deny that he was absolutely right in all respect. Like this right, is true yeah. how she. Yeah, I'm sure she, him. she felt differently now, but of course. She, yes, but she remembered feeling that way. Yes. Huh. Eventually after, you know, all of the excitement of the production and, mm -hmm. you know, meeting with the doctor and everything kind of starts to wind down. Yeah. Eventually Ryan, you know, kind of moves on. And, you know, I think having the experience of going to Hollywood and sort of visiting a lot of the places and kind of just sort of getting the, probably getting some of the confirmation that he was remembering things that actually were true. Mm -hmm. It helped him to kind of move on and just sort of live, a you know, life as a regular kid. He, you know, he used to have all these, things up in his room that were sort of related to old Hollywood and, and mm. Marty's life and pictures of the Eiffel tower and New York city. And, um, and he, he you know, she walked in, his mom walked into his room one day and he'd taken them all down. He was just like ready to be a normal kid. Wow. That's probably uh, a little bit of a relief for mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so what really makes this story sort of stand out. Like I said, Dr. Tucker, you know, he wrote a book, he's spoken mm -hmm. to thousands of yeah. kids that have, who have these memories. But I think what makes this one stand out so much is that there is the ability to corroborate a lot of the a lot of the right. details. Well, this is also the kind of case that, you know, there's, there's a, a worn out joke about how, people that claim they were reincarnated. It's always, I was Cleopatra. It's never, oh, I was, uh, you know, a slave building the pyramids. It's always somebody famous. And this is a case where this person wasn't, he was more famous, I guess, than the average person in the 30s, but, you know, certainly not somebody a, a kid would be aware of. Right. And... I think that there are cases where it is just impossible to verify anything that the kids are claiming because right. either it happened so long ago that, of course, there's no yeah, record of I the person. I was in the Civil War or whatever. Right. And, you know, this didn't happen that long ago. It was yeah. like there were people still alive that mm -hmm. knew Marty that could, you know. Vouch. Vouch, yeah. yeah. I think having having all of the research that the 
Dr. Tucker did and, and just meeting with the, the daughter and everything. It's, I think it's just makes for like a really fascinating, compelling case that he got so many details right about this person. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting to think about if people are reincarnated that you must have, obviously we, we, most people don't remember it, don't remember their previous lives so that they're there. If, if this is a thing, some part of the process is you're not supposed to remember your previous lives. Right. And this kid did. And that, uh, I think kind of shows why you need to have the slate wiped because to coin a Hollywood term, uh, not, I guess I'm not coining it to reference a Hollywood term, but, uh, you can kind of see why, well, if you don't wipe it, then you have a four-year-old obsessed with old Hollywood and he, you know, it takes him a little while to like grow out of that and become his own person. Right. Yeah. It makes me wonder about how many kids do you know, have oh, memory yeah. or claim and the things. Parents and just yeah, never... just like, oh, they're kids being kids. You know, it's not something to really yeah. dwell on. When my little brother was little, he's not so little now, uh, he used to tell us that he would go to Japan at night, mm. um, that he would go there with his blanket called Gabi. <laughs> and they uh, they would go to Japan. And he didn't really seem to know anything about Japan, but I remember my, like me and my parents, you know, I was, I don't know, probably like nine or 10, mm-hmm. but my parents being kind of creeped out by it because he was so uh, adamant about it. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, when you would ask him questions about what he was doing there, it, it just didn't seem like he was making things up right. the, the way a kid normally seems. Yeah. But uh, it did make me think, I was uh, reading something recently where they were talking about the idea that at the beginning of life and the end of life, the veil is thin. Mm. That That is the time when... Uh, you know, kids and people like on their deathbeds see things that other people don't see and, and don't react to it like, oh my God, they react to it as like, oh no, she's right there. She's standing in the corner. Right. So it does make me uh, think about that kind of stuff. And it also makes me think about, uh, I was thinking recently about death and I was thinking how creep. This is gonna just sound like I, like uh, I'm in like a, a dorm room stoned <laughs> on a freshman year or something. But it's crazy to think, you know, everybody's got these ideas of what happens when we die. Somebody's right, mm-hmm. right? Somebody hit the nail on the head, and you know, and that person might be the the people that say nothing happens. It's it's you know, it, just oblivion. There's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but somebody, some people are right. It's one of these things or how crazy would it be if it was like, Oh, all the theories about what happens when you die. Now, nobody, nobody got it right. It's something else. Yeah. No, nobody, nobody knows. It's, it's oh boy. You got it. Oh boy. You're not even going to believe it. It's <laughs> nobody, nobody in all of human history has guessed what happens. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. May- maybe we uh, we become little boys again, or little girls, mm-hmm. or animals. 
more. Well, hopefully not animals. I wouldn't want, would you want to be reincarnated as an animal? Depends what kind. Well, pick pick your poison or pick your favorite animal. What animal would you want to be? If I came back be as okay? a pampered dog, like house, you know, dog that lived mm. in a very loving home. Yeah. You'd be all right with that. So bad. And, you know, probably wouldn't have memories of my past life as a human. What if you, what if you knew you used to be a Hollywood agent, you used to be very powerful and now you're a dog. Yeah, that would be rough. Yeah. Also, you're vegetarian and most uh, dogs don't maybe eat vegetarian. that's a physical, the, my physical body wants to be a vegetarian, but my soul. Your soul's an omnivore. Yeah. So if you're a dog, it'd be fine. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well. You never know. Something to think about. Indeed. I So there are a lot of these really interesting stories of kids who, uh, who've had past life experiences. So mm-hmm. I probably will do more in the future, but I, i I find them very fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is, even if they're not right in it being, Oh, I used to be this person. If somehow they're gaining access to like somebody else's memories or, or mm-hmm. something that's still a very weird thing to right. to be able to get that much right. Uh, you know, it seems like something's going on. Maybe they're not reincarnated, but something weird's happening for sure. Well, if you like the show, why not follow us on social media? Want to hear Pod? We're on all the social media. Check your favorite social media. We're probably there. You can also email us. Want to hear Pod at gmail dot com. Uh, you can send us a voice note a voice memo on your phone. If you've got, uh, I don't know, something wild to share, maybe something you've heard about, something that's happened to you. Yeah. The sky's the limit. Uh, want to hear pod at gmail.com. And if you've got a minute, uh, if you gave us a nice review on Apple podcasts or Spotify, uh, we would really appreciate that. We're a new podcast. Those kinds of things are super important. Uh, and we really appreciate, uh, you helping us out, helping us, uh, uh, get into that discovery algorithm so people can discover us. Thank you. Anything else, Laura? See you next week. (laughs) Or you'll hear us next week. Yes. You won't see us. No, probably not. (laughs) Probably still just hearing us. Want to Hear Something Weird is a Clamor Audio production distributed by the Cloud 10 Network. Hosted and executive produced by Tom Reynolds and me, Laura Anderson. Executive produced by Aaron Hilliard. Clamor General Manager, Rich Statter. Associate Producer, Ethan Aronson. Post-production supervised by Devin Ruskin. Production Assistant, Samara Mullick. Special thanks to Sim Sarna and Saiba Krieger at Cloud 10.